Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this is episode 107 of Enchantment, Here We Go Again. 7107, luckiest number in the uh, number parts. What? I don't, I, uh, well, well, what, what do you call? Aren't you thinking of 777? Seven, that is, that's 700. I would say Isn't just seven itself. Luckier? Seven itself is lucky. Oh, but this is 107, so it's it's tainted. It's it's tainted by the 10 that comes before <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so yes, this episode is a special episode. We dealt we we put ourselves in uh another harm's way. In harm's way. <laughs> um, <laughs> we put ourselves in uh another realm of media for the Dragon Age series. We've we done did. books. We've done mm-hmm. uh, the games. We've done a web series. We've done LARPing. <laughs> We've done LARPing. Um, but never in our world have we done an anime. No. Um, so this, um, I think, we, did we just find out about this? Like, this wasn't originally planned. Um, this well, was we not originally planned. But then people in our Discord at enchamacast.com slash Discord were like, um, are you going to do the Cassandra anime? <laughs> and like, excuse me? Uh, I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't think so. Is it important? <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm glad they suggested because I had a I had a great time with this. Yeah, this was fun. This was like like I said, we put ourselves kind of in harm's way because Dragon Age Redemption, which was the web series, um, it, it was a fun romp, but it wasn't like a it wasn't that great. Yeah, it didn't feel like Dragon Age. Um, yeah. To me, it just felt like, oh, this is what the fans made on like in two weeks. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, it was fun for what it was, but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like Dragon. I didn't feel like I was watching Dragon Age really. Yeah, but this this, this was this was Dragon Age. This it is was a like, little bit different, but it was still good. Like, yeah, it still felt like I was in the world, and there were things that like connect to other things. Yeah. Well, because you know what it is. Well, here's the thing. Um, we call it an anime, but uh, when when Brandon said it was an anime, I was expecting like you know the traditional like you know hand drawn kind of anime. Yeah, two um, D. Two D. Um, I was expecting like uh like uh really extreme action scenes. Like like, so- like yeah, like something out of Full Metal Alchemist or Attack on Titan. Uh-huh. Um, which I think would have been around this time, Attack on Titan. <laughs> so I was ex- that's what I was expecting. I think that animation right. style would have been awesome for, <laughs> for this. I would have been pumped. Um, but it's not. Um, and also does not include an anime intro either. Um, no, it just kind of goes into it. It, it has like a, a... Well, we can talk about how it starts. But yeah, um, but yeah this is a 3D, like, cell-shaded... Yeah. Switch game looking. Yes. It does look like a Switch game. It does look a lot like um like a Wii U game. Like a Wii U game. Which Wii U came around this time or was about to come out around this time. Yeah, so um, you know what? Maybe that that's like what they're inspired by. Yeah. It, like <laughs> like it's like it's anime, it's 3D, but it has that cell shaded look with the anime eyes. Um, yes. So yeah. that's it looks how you- very Breath of the Wild. Like yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. Really accurate. About yeah, it, it looks kind of like that. 
Um, but yeah, it is. Um, I, I enjoyed myself. Um, it is very different from the art style that we're used to with Dragon Age. Like, even though it, it is. is CG, like Dragon Age is, you know, 3D. Yeah. Um, the Dragon Age games take more of a realistic look to them. That's true. Um, especially the first one. The first one, I would say, tries to be more realistic. Like Origins. Re- like yeah. Origins tries to be more in the realm of realistic because it was the seventh generation of consoles where realism was everywhere, including in Sonic the Hedgehog. And, <laughs> right. And um, I would say Dragon Age 2 had, it was a mix of a, of a style, of an art style and uh realism where like they don't necessarily look a thousand percent like real humans they're a little bit more rounded a little bit more stylized like look at the the difference between elves and dragon age origins and and dragon age 2 um this one and this this is more of an anime style cg anime they're kind of rounded cell shady um, yeah a little bit more cartoony looking I feel like the elves looked just like humans with pointed ears, though, which is interesting. Like I feel In like this they, one, re- yes. they reverted. <laughs> they reverted back to the what a regular elf looks like. In but Origins. um, but everything else looked really accurate. Like in Redemption, yeah. they kind of did their best to transfer the Dragon Age Origins or the Dragon Age stylings to live LARPing. Yes, but I feel like in this, they did a really good job at. Like like the demons, the the everything pretty much looks exactly as they oh, do in the games. Exactly, I I think except for the blood mages, but we can get it. Yeah, there. the blood mages look different. The uh, like certain architecture and certain costumes look exactly like how they are in the game. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So you know what? Let's get into the. Let's get into it. Let's get into how this is. Let's so this is uh technically. I, f- I don't know why. What? When you said let's get into it, I just imagined. But first, a, a word from our sponsor. A word from our sponsors. Do you have moles erectile under your feet? Dysfunction. <laughs> you went to erectile dysfunction. I went to moles under your feet. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's 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 start uh, at the beginning. Um, so as I said, uh, this does not have an anime style opening where it's like some no. like rock song, and it's just like. And then like the title, <laughs> and then like some just like crazy visual, like a bunch of flips and like dancing and yeah, stars flying up. Yeah, nothing like that. We do get a little cinematic though, like before we, we actually jump into the world. Yeah, we do, we do get something very similar to Varric's um, arts <laughs> and crafts uh, storytelling <laughs> abilities. Yeah, it's like the exposition where it's like this: the chantry is a thing, and mages are a thing, and templars are a thing, and seekers are a thing. Um, and I just kind of imagined, <laughs> like, this reminded me of, like, an orientation video. Yeah. Like, I kind of imagined to pull out and then watch Cassandra sitting in, like, like an auditorium <laughs> and just watching this video on a projector. And then just, like, like the lady just uh, shuts off with, like, a real-life remote. Yeah, like, like all right. So if you go upstairs, you'll get your uniforms and your name tags. If you want to talk about direct deposits, go to Barbara. <laughs> All right. Like I just have a good th- day. This reminded me of like ch- chantry propaganda, like and the Templars protect us from mages at every corner. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Templars. And now you are part of that same tradition. Welcome and to the Templars. It just has like a cartoon thing of Meredith, like, ah! like with a <laughs> thumbs up. It's like you must destroy mages if they are evil. <laughs> and I learned that here at Templar School. But uh, and then it gets into stuff that they wouldn't say in Templar school because it's like the mages are there or the Templars are there to protect the world from the 
blood mages. And then it's like, but sometimes they get too harsh and it becomes oppression. <laughs> and no, it's no. like, okay, I guess they wouldn't say that in orientation. No, Brandon, they, they got the quota. They got, they HR has to be very, very like, they have to. They want to play both sides. They want to play both sides. And they also want to be able to lay it out there. It's just in case, like, you get in trouble if you're a little too hard. Oh, yeah, don't hit them too hard. Don't. Don't rough them up too much. Don't rough them up too much. They have to go to court. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get this orientation video. Um, and and they just, they tell us all these things. They introduce us to the secret, whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, it just cuts to like fire brimming. And then you just see people dancing in the flames. Yes. I, I, that was weird. I did not like that. It I was just, like, what is this? Uh, and then they're like, people are dancing in the flames. And then you see like people running on horses because you see the horses galloping, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is. I don't, I don't know if we saw the horses yet, but basically we're going to learn that this is a this is like a blood magic rituals like ceremony going on. Yeah. And so we see like a dragon being tied down or that is tied down. And uh, you see, like, the people dancing in the flames, and, and the, uh, these are supposed to be blood mages. Yeah. And uh, it looks like there's some sort of ritual going on. And um, then a man appears. Yes. Uh, a blood mage who looks Which... like... Yes, go ahead. <laughs> no, you can describe him, but I just realized. I just thought of something. But uh, What did you think of? Well, we can describe him first, but he has he's like an elf. And he has this like he has black robes and like with like a hood on it. It's basically like a magical version of the organization thirteen yes. robe from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um and he has this mask on his that covers half of his face. Yeah. And what I just realized is that that never like they never explain why. Yeah, they never ex- that's true. They never explain why he has so okay. Because I remember thinking, oh, they're going to explain this. Yeah. So, like, the face that he had, the mask that he has kind of looks like a, like, um, imagine if you crossed the Phantom of the Opera mask with Leatherface. Like, <laughs> like because it only covers half of his face. Right. And so, like, I'm just imagining, like, he's just so horribly deformed on the on that side. But we didn't see it. He never took it off. He never took like, it this off. This is my true form. Like, he's going to, like, take it off and be like, damn you. And he'll be, like, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. <laughs> no, we never got that. Um, no, unfortunately. But he does have, like Phantom of the Opera, he has a little girl <laughs> who's under his trance. Yeah, she's. It's like this girl in white who is. Ba- so, spoiler alert for the rest of the movie: this girl's just like a prop. Like she has no lines. I don't think they wanted to pay a voice. What was actor. her name again? Like a Vexen? A, 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 it was a Vexus because a I Vexus. remember that it was Alexis, but you replaced the L with the V. Yes. <laughs> So it's just Avexis. Avexis. Um, but yes, she... Um, <laughs> Avexis. I don't even think she even utters a single word in this entire No, the most she thing. does is like... Giggle. I don't even think she utters a sound until the very end where she's happy. Spoiler alert. I didn't even know she was a child. I, I, like, I thought she was... I thought she was like a young woman. Like, a, yes. like maybe like late teens. But then it, later in a later shot, she's standing next to adults. And she's like short. She's like up to their waist. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. She like five? <laughs> I thought she was like like 13 to 16 maybe. And then she's... I think she's between six and ten <laughs> in real life and which now begs the, which now makes the scenes that are happening in this like the things that are happening in this scene 
a little bit more disturbing because um, this oh, yeah. mage guy is like shoving like dragon's blood down her mouth. Yeah, they like prick blood from the dragon and they put it in a bowl and they start like feeding it to her. And she like clearly doesn't want to drink it. Um, and then I think someone, like another blood mage there is like, he doesn't, she doesn't want to drink it, my lord. And she's like, I'll be the decider of that or whatever. It's like, she will drink whatever I tell her to drink. And she's also blonde and dressed in white and she's a mage. Yeah, she's kind of like walked off like the, uh, the set of Midsommar. Yeah. Like, like yes, doesn't she have like a laurel crown on her or something? Or did I imagine that? She had like a little, I think she has a little crown on her. So she, she's the May Queen. Where did this girl come from? She came from Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) She came from Sweden. (laughs) She came from Sweden. (laughs) She was dancing and she was the queen of whatever. She she was the May Queen. dancing competition. She's the May Queen. Um, Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so so crazy shit's going on. There's a dragon, little girl drinking blood, and Leatherface. We see um, we see seekers galloping in on their horses, like you said, Manny. Yes. Um, and before we get there, like them breaking up this whole ceremony, we do get a shot of our main character, Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra Pentagast, our great friend, Cassandra. Yes, um, our the, one the best who, interrogator out there. The one who asks. Um, I <laughs> I almost said something um, because I was like, wait a minute, we only played Dragon Age two. I can't mention anything else. No, we cannot mention our our, our adventures in Inquisition yet. Yes, um, but yes. Yeah, so we see her different hairstyle, different face altogether. I yeah, assume she she's have like her a pixie cut yet. I would assume she's like a teenager at this point. Um, or at least early twenties. That's probably that's probably a thing we can find out. Hold on. Yeah, I'm like gonna... how old? I would say Cassandra in Dragon Age Two is like thirty. Well, so we did discover, we did learn that um, this took place in nine twenty two. Oh, oh, it says when she's born. Okay, according to the Dragon Age Wiki, Dragon Age Wiki, this took place in nine twenty two. Dragon Age Origins took place in nine thirty. Um, and so that means this is about like 15, maybe 16 years before we know Cassandra from her like interviewing Varric. Okay. Um, but she was born in nine oh some either 903 or 904. So she's like in her early 20s. So 22 minus 4 is 18. So she's 18. She's 18 eight. or 19. Um, and then uh, so no, if she's born 94 and... Uh, the end of Dragon Age Two is like nine forty, no nine like thirty seven or something like that. And she's in her late thirties. So then, yeah, she's like she's like thirty four, thirty three when we know her. So okay. you're basically right, Manny. Yeah. So she's uh, you know what she seemed much older in Dragon Age Two. Like she seemed very. I agree. Um, maybe she's we, just hardened by life. I exactly. Um. But yes, yeah, so uh, we see her. She has a little ponytail. Uh-huh. And she's, a, uh, she's with Byron, one of the Seekers. Oh, uh, yes. He's this uh, burly man with a white beard. Yes, he he's, beard, much, right? he's older, father-aged to, compared to Cassandra, yes. you, may, you may say. Um, but uh, they're riding on in. They're going to break up the ceremony. And they do in, um, in kind of like quasi- 
anime fashion. Like it's it's more epic than not anime. Yes, but it's not as epic as an. Well, she, well, she does kind of Naruto run. She does a she does a Naruto run, and then she uh, slices very easily. <laughs> I get so angry at when I watch it. I was like, "You can do this." <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, I don't know if these skills will come to come to benefit us in the future, but she <laughs> she slices through people with like one go. There's like blood going around, and she has like her helmet on, but it eventually falls yeah. off. Well, like any, everyone else still has it on, so she's clearly the protagonist. Yeah, um, and uh, she kills. So she comes from. I think we've not we've learned this, or have we not learned this? Well, we know that the Pen- Pentagast family. Yes. Are dragon slayers. They're a dragon killing Yes, clan. we learn that they're dragon slayers from Navara. Yeah, and so she... Which I always confuse with Antiva. Like, so uh, Navara, Antiva, and Ravain, I just put all together. I don't even know if Ravain is a separate country or not. <laughs> I just put them all together <laughs> in my head. So who knows what they are? Because exactly. isn't Zevran supposed to be from... He's from Antiva. He from An- so what's Ravain? I don't know what Ravain is. The nation of yeah, that's separate. Because when I because th- I always think of Ravain and Antiva and Navara as just like one thing, even though I know they're separate. I just put them all <laughs> together. Um, but yeah, her family's from there, um, and she's from Dragon Hunters, which we learn here. Although there is one part where so Cassandra's like fighting a bunch of people, and the last person she kills, she's just going like crazy on them. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? And then, yes, and then Byron yes, grabs her arm and he's like, stop it, Cassandra. Stop it. Stop it, Cassandra. You're being crazy. He's like, I want to fucking kill him. I want to see his blood on me. <laughs> yeah, she was like really going crazy on someone. Yes. Um, but the dragon is still there. And uh, um, d- uh, doesn't she kill the dragon? She does kill the dragon. Because I remember she like does some crazy shit with it. She does kill the dragon for sure. I don't remember how. I just wrote down in my notes she killed the fucking She dragon. um she stabbed it in a specific part of his neck. Oh yes. And then the blood just like gushed out. Right. Right. Um but then we corner we as if this is a game. I always talk about it as if it's a game. Um and then Cassandra and her crew um they corner the blood mage who's like in charge of it all and we find out that his name is Frenic. Yes. So we have Frenic, we have Avexis who's the girl um, and then he's like, oh, dragon hunter. Yeah. Um, but then he turns into a crow and flies away. Which I feel like they should have like a, some, a, a, like something to do to stop them from doing that. I, would I do mean, don't that they all- have Templar magic to be like, you can't do that. You can't turn into a crow. You're going to turn into a turtle. And you can't <laughs> run away that fast, can you, turtle? Well, the, the Templars <laughs> can like suppress magic. That's like the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, he's just too powerful. He's just too crow. He's too, too crow. Um, but then they return after uh, retrieving Avexis. They return yes. to the Grand Cathedral. Yes. Um, and this is our first time seeing it. We mentioned it, uh, funny enough, we mentioned it in uh, Asunder. Yes. Because Reese and his friends are at the Grand Cathedral like a few times. Isn't that where the whole like bloodbath happens? I think when, so. At the end. Yeah, so um, this is our first time actually seeing it, but not our yeah. first time being there. Yeah, so the Grand Cathedral, um, very much if you mixed uh, St. Peter's, the, the, the Vatican, mm-hmm. you mix the Vatican and um, Notre Dame 
<laughs> because it real has real Notre Dame or real, real Notre or Dame movie Mo- Notre Dame. I mean, movie Notre Dame still looks like regular Notre, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Well, no, it has a parade outside. It does have a parade outside, <laughs> um, but uh, it looks like Notre because it has like that those like little like pillar things from the front of Notre Dame. Yeah, it mm-hmm. has one, but they're further apart in here. Uh huh. And but but it also has like the St. Peter's Square part of the Vatican. Yes, and like it a does tower in the middle. Uh-huh. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's very huge. Uh-huh. I kind of wish. Uh, I guess spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure this is like the only like visible appearance of the Grand Cathedral. It would have been a cool place to go. Someday. It would have been a nice place to go. The, the way it's built, uh huh, it's very much a a good place for a battle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it ends up being a good place for a battle later on in this. Exactly, but like in a <laughs> but game, not in that would have been so cool. Yeah. Um. Maybe they want to wait until another generation where they can really have big open spaces. Yeah. Um, so we have, we're at the Grand Cathedral. We have, um, Cassandra and Byron, uh, meeting yes. and also the, the Lord Seeker. Um, right. Or uh, I don't think it's a Lord. I think it's like that. I think they call him like the high seeker. I don't know if I think he's it was like the, Lord the seeker. top seeker. I think he was the top like seeker. Up there. I think he was the they, th- they treat him like he's the, the highest. Yeah. What, which, uh, uh <laughs> I guess, well, we could continue, but uh, we have history with Lord Seekers being evil, so we'll exactly. see. Yeah. Um, so we have um, the Seeker uh, speaking with the, um, the, divine. the Divine. And this uh, is the Divine pre-Dragon yeah. like, Age 2. So this one is, um, I think I, I looked it up. Her name is Divine Beatrix. And oh, she's okay. like, she's the old one that uh, Reese was like, that do nothing hag. He doesn't call her a hag, that but he calls her, but he does say that she like is useless, basically. Yeah. Um, um, that's but, her, not not Dorothea. Yeah, it's not Dorothea, unfortunately. She doesn't come with a little splot. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Which, you know what? Now looking, thinking back about it, Lily on the song as an anime would have been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would have been fun. Um, but like, yes. You know what? Imagine if this anime was a DLC in Dragon Age 2 a la, like, Liliana's song, where it's just like, this is Cassandra's, like, Dawn of the Seeker. It would have been such a good way <laughs> to get... That would have interesting. Yeah. Because Liliana's song it. was, like, the only real DLC that's, like, it's totally, like, it's not even your character. It's just some, like, extra story. Yeah. But I loved it that it was an extra story. I feel like we needed an extra story. That could have been uh, cool. In Dragon Age 2. I mean, we basically did. Yeah. With, with uh, Talos, but... True. Anyway. Um, um, so, yeah, yeah, so we're in the Grand Cathedral. The Divine's here, and she's basically, like, saying, oh, thank you for everything you did to get Avexis here and stop those blood mages. And we see, like, a whole bunch of different people that we're introduced to that we'll learn later on. But we have, like, the first Enchanter of the Circle is here. We have uh, the Knight Commander is here from the Templars. We have the Lord Seeker. We have the Grand Cleric, yeah. the right hand of the Divine. And the Knight Commander, great guy. Not He's not, you know, suspicious at all. No, yes. We're going to get even more suspicion from him later. But right now, yeah. we're just kind of chatting about how, oh, great job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually... Uh, so I feel like at this point in the Dragon Age series... We're so much more intimately, like, like we see these, like, high-up people all the time. Yeah. We're just like, oh, there's just, like, the head of all the Templars, or the head of all the Seekers. 
But in like Dragon's Origins and stuff, I feel like we never got like pe- got to meet people who are that important. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, because well, here's the thing: like Dragon Age Origins was mainly like your typical fantasy story, uh-huh. as we said before. Like the highest person you met was like the king, and then he immediately died. Yeah. So, like, that necessarily wasn't... Even though it should have been one of your priorities because you had to build up an army and make alliances. <laughs> um, yeah, but they, they made it seem like Orle was out of reach. It's like, by the time Orle's temp, uh, Grey Wardens get here, it'll be too late. Meanwhile, it took, like, a whole fucking year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, we met most of, like, the higher-ranking people more in, like, Dragon Age 2. Yeah. And even then, it was really just the ones that happened to be in Kirkwall. Yeah. But ever since like the books, like like Asunder and then this, I feel like everyone we're meeting, it's like this is the divine. This like we've never met the divine in person in any of the games we played. None far. of them. None of them. And only Dorothea before she was even actually the divine. Exactly. So it it was. But now uh, we're just seeing all these like all these world leaders are just popping up. They're just popping up everywhere as regular characters. <laughs> um. But yeah, we have um. We meet with the divine, and then it cuts to. Um, Cassandra like practicing sword fighting. Oh dummy. yes, and then Byron comes in and be like, "Let's let's fight like a practice fight." And <laughs> goes into like this really strange like anime style fight where it ends with like his shield up to her neck and her sword up to his neck, and then he says this line, um, uh, "Hate." Was it? No, it was that's like, not yet. That's not yet. Oh, I thought I thought that was. No, now. that's later. I think this is the one where he says, "Like sometimes your sword will be your shield, and your shield will, shield be, your will be your sword." sword yes, and then this is where you kind of get there. Um, like he says, "Like, well, she's like, you're like a father to me." Yes, and then uh, and right when she says that, I'm like, "Well, he's dead. He's going <laughs> to die in the next ten minutes." I like you say that in any medium, you are going to die. Because, like, once you've established that this person is super important to you, they're gonna like, die. Like, that, that, that's they're gonna protagonist. die. They're gonna have to go through some emotional journey, and you are gonna have to pay the price in order for that to happen. Exactly. Um, uh, and I'm realizing that uh, something that I thought happens later actually already happened. Yeah, what happened? Because uh, you were mentioning that the Templar guy is suspicious. This is where he says to the divine, he's like, allow the Templars to deal with the blood mages, not the seekers. And like, you can tell that he's trying to like assume control of yeah. like this whole like blood mage ceremony situation. Um, I just remembered that that actually happened here. So someone's um, a little, little, little suspicious, a little sus. Yes. He's the imposter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were, Manny and I watched it together like over the internet and we were joking about how this looks like a switch game and when cassandra's training here with byron this would be like the tutorial yes of how to control the character like press a to hit press b to shield like i feel like the the blood mage ritual it would either be like a beginning sequence or it would be like the opening cinematic it would be one of those two and then we would get the first cutscene in the grand cathedral and then this would be (laughs) Where you get the the controls. Yeah. Um, But after this lovely little fight and this lovely little moment between Byron and Cassandra, uh, we are taken to um, uh, Cassandra seeing Byron take Avexis out of the uh, the cell or the room wherever she was being kept. No, there's something before that. Oh, what happens before that? There's actually two things before that. What happens before that? 
Well, because so that happens overnight, but before night comes, we get two things. We get one scene with Frenick, um, who's the blood mage from the ceremony he turned into a crow. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, um, and he's like the circle of magi is on to us, and he's meeting with someone, and we don't know who because they're obscured, and he gives them like a rare elven stone that's basically a cell phone. Yes, yes, and he's like, you can use this to communicate with me, um, and that will come in later. Yeah. Uh, so that happens, and then we get one more scene before Cassandra wakes up in the middle of the night, which is her dream. Yes. Okay, this is very important. So in her dream, there's this long-haired boy running yes. in the fields, scared out of his mind, and then comes <laughs> a dark-robed man on a horseback with with a, with a double-bladed scythe. Yes, yeah, scythe on the top, scythe on the bottom. So either way, someone's gonna get chopped. And <laughs> it's just like the show Chopped. Yep. Um, and then uh, he chops his head off. We don't see the full decapitation, which I was like, oh, I'm shocked. I no, want to see that boy's head come off. we see other people get Well, we see other people get decapitated, but I'm, why don't we see the boy get decapitated? Maybe it's because this is Cassandra's... Well, we're going to find out this is Cassandra's dream. And so maybe it's because it's her <laughs> dream and she doesn't want to remember that part. It's like, that hap- like she knows that happened and that scares her and whatever, but she doesn't want to like... She doesn't want to relive that yeah. gruesomeness of it. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why. But then she wakes up in a jolt yeah, she from this dream. She jolts up and was like, oh, that's so scary. And Manny uh, immediately predicts that that's her brother. Yep. And I was like, that's her brother. That's her brother right there. <laughs> um, and then um, she goes downstairs and sees um, uh, Byron walking yes. out with Avexus in his arms. And then she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And um, he's like, I don't want you to be part of this. So, like, at first I was like, oh, no, is Byron a villain? Is he working right. for the like person? Like, he's going to take a Vexus and but, bring her back yeah. to the to the Blood Mages. But that kind of got squashed when he was like, I don't want you to be part of this. Um, and then she's like, she agrees to be part of it. So, like, if she agrees to be part of it, then that kind of just, like, nulls it out. It's like, oh, then he's, like, a protagonist. He must yeah, have a reason. Yeah, because he wouldn't... If, if he, like, let her come along and be like, fine, we we got to go, I yeah. feel like, narratively, it would be weird for him to then be a villain, you yeah. know? Like, it's not even, like, that's confirmation in-universe. It's just confirmation out-of-universe that it would be weird for him to be a villain if we're joining him the entire time now that Cassandra's, like, along with him, you know? Exactly. If he were a villain, Cassandra would have stayed behind. Yeah. So we have um, Cassandra and Byron running through the woods, Yes, um, and then uh, and and the, the seekers at this point know that someone's missing because they're like, "We've had an intruder. Go find them. Go find them. They're in the what?" Because because they because they realize that a Vexus is missing at this point. Yeah, um, so they're in the woods, and then they get cornered by the seekers. Uh, well, no, first uh, it's the oh the temple. Oh, yeah, oh, because the, yes, they're running in the in the woods, and a bunch of crows are circling above them, and then they land on the ground and become these men in black robes, which. So all of them are shapeshifters, and they all have scythes. Yes. And this is where, to me, it's a little weird, because all of these blood mages fight with scythes. Yeah, they're like, they, like, it looks like they're supposed to be wands, like, not wands, I mean, um, staves, with, like, yeah. some blades on each side, but, like, no, they mainly use this for, like, physical like they attacks. as scythes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like the blood mages, and they don't even use any magic. Like, like the it, most blood magic thing they've done is take blood from the dragon and feed it to the girl. Yeah. But like all these people, they just fight with scythes. 
that's what they do, Brandon. And you can tell that this is kind of the editorializing like this because it's the one part that's that like differs from the game and it's a double-sided scythe. It's like <laughs> the most anime part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're fighting the blood mages and I think this is where the seekers come in, right? Um uh no, I don't I don't think yet. Because uh so they fight the blood mages um oh, and then yes. one of them stabs Byron. Stabs Byron. And I'm pretty sure it was Frenick was there or yeah. something and he stabs Byron and then he falls to the ground and then Cassandra like finishes off the rest but then runs to Byron while he's like dying. Yeah. And, and so then Bi- this is where Byron in his dying breath says the line you were about to say. Where he's like hate uh breeds more hate or something. Yeah, it was like hate only breeds more hate. It was it was something like that. And I was like, "Oh, that's going to lead to something." Um and then he yeah. dies. He dies, he dies because he, he dies. was too devoted of a father figure. Right. So. But the uh, the blood mages got Avexis. Um and I thought, like I said I, I, for one second I thought you must say the, the blood mages got a vaccine. Got a vaccine. <laughs> uh they got Avexis. Um just again reiterating that uh, don't expect her to be a character. She's literally a prop that's just tossed around. She has no purpose. She's just here to be the the thing that that does something. She's the yeah, MacGuffin. She, she, yeah, she literally could have been a magical artifact. And the story, and even the the way it, that the story plays out in terms of like what she does could what, be totally unchanged what, what, if she what, was what just she, an orb. Uh, but yeah, so Frenick is like, oh, th- you're too late. I have the girl. Goodbye. And he leaves. Hate can only breed more hate. And then Byron dies. Um, but then, before the Seekers arrive again... Uh, there's still one more thing that happens because we see like a mage who looks scared, like looking yeah. from behind a tree. Yes. And he runs away and Cassandra chases him, calling him a filthy murdering mage. And then he's like, I wasn't like, it's not my fault. Blah, 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 blah. And we find out this mage. What the hell was his name again? It was like. So his name is Galleon. Yes. Um, and as Cassandra's chasing him, she's being very mean. I mean, mages did just kill her father figure. And also, mages but she's killed like, someone in in her dream. Oh yes, and mages also killed uh, who we suspect at this point is her brother in her dream. Um, so she's so he's like, I'm not a blood mage. I'm from the circle, and she goes, A mage is a mage. It's like th- th- as this? she's like swiping at him. I'm like, Okay, Cassandra. And th- there's there's the racism. You just had to bring out the racism out there, didn't you, Cassandra? I mean, she's going through a lot right now. She she can't see straight. Mm-mm. Um. But uh, yeah, we we learned that this guy is Galleon. But before we get too much from him, the Seekers do arrive, and um, they apprehend both Cassandra and Byron, uh, because Cassandra was like along with. Oh, sorry, they apprehend Cassandra and Galleon because Cassandra was with Byron removing yes. a Vexus. Um, so they're both handcuffed at this point, and she's like, "The Chantry's in danger," but the Seekers don't want to hear it. Nope, they don't. They they're like. Like you, you did a naughty thing. You're a naughty girl. You and Byron were <laughs> naughty. Yeah. Um. And, and then here, so we get Galleon and Cassandra, and they're tied together by their like chains on their wrists. Mm-hmm. Um. And Galleon is trying to convince Cassandra to like continue to stand up to the Seekers. He's basically saying like, he he says that there's no way the Blood Mages could have known that Byron was going to remove a Vexus. Um, so there must be someone on the inside. Um, 
And immediately at this point, Manny now predicts that they're going to fall in love. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I do not trust any medium that has a single woman and a single man in an adventure together and them not fall in love. <laughs> I don't trust any me any person who works in media to not force their characters to fall in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, um, but Cassandra's just like silence mage. She doesn't call him by his name. Um, and then uh, basically uh, she yells like, the man has a knife. <laughs> it's like, and what? as the seekers like approach them, uh, she beats them up handcuffed and then like they run away. Yeah. Um, so as they're running to the woods, <laughs> this is the part that uh, <laughs> where like we immediately get confirmation that this is the direction they're going with their relationship. Oh, yeah, because they roll like on the ground. They're like, yeah, they're running in the woods and he can't keep up. And then that causes them to like trip over and they land like face together yeah. on the ground. Like like he like she's first on on the ground, like her back on the ground and he's on and top he's like of on her. top of her. Yeah. And then she flips it over and then he goes like, oh, want to be on top, don't you? And she's like, this is not the time or place to do flirtation. <laughs> Yeah, and then she like she takes a sword, and then it she acts like he's she's gonna like stab him with it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but then she actually like stabs it into the ground and uses it to break her cuffs. Yeah, it, I was like, it, she's really intense, Cassandra. Yeah, like whenever she's gonna do something, it's like an almost attack. Yeah, and I would almost say that every single one of her um her react like her facial reactions is the same reaction. It's the same facial reaction for everything. It's always, like, stern and angry. Right. She's very... I mean, much like how we know her to be. Like, we know her to be a very intense interrogator. Yeah. And so here, like, it's not surprising that she's very intense yeah. with, with everything else she does. Exactly. Um, and then after this... Oh, uh, but uh, she does... By the way, to to clarify, she breaks her own handcuffs. She does not break his yeah she does not break and she his. puts a sword to his throat and she's like if you value your life take me to the blood mages yeah um and so they go off he's still handcuffed and she's yeah. kind of freely going yeah they and at this point they like they're on their little journey they stumble upon like a house well uh before this um we do get one more scene back at the grand cathedral okay um is that the scene with uh the um the divine and one of the grand clerics yeah, it's like, no, no, no. This one's really quick. It's just like uh, the Grand Cathedral and this. you see the Seeker talking to the Divine be like, the girl has escaped and we must find them. Um, and I think this is the point where uh, she agrees to involve the Templars. Mm. I think. But yeah, so that's like a really quick scene before what happens next. Yeah. So next, um, they're, they're walking in the woods. They stumble upon a house. I believe Galleon knows the people who live here. Yeah, he said that this is where he was supposed to take Avexis because yeah. he was originally in the location for Byron to like drop her off to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is where he's supposed to take it. And um, yeah, he, uh, he walks in, and then boom, dead bodies. Yes, there's the bodies hanging on the on on the ceiling, blood on the ground, and it's just horrifying. It looks like the blood mages made it here first. Yeah, someone there's made one person first. still left alive. Yes. And he said that the Blood Mages did it. They caught them as they, res as they returned from Lazaro's. Lazaro's, the pizzeria. 
Um, it sounds just like a pizzeria. It's like, <laughs> they caught us on the way from Lazarus. Where's your pizza? I'm very hungry. Um, who we learn uh, is not a pizzeria owner. He is an information trader. Yes. Um, and he's a person who told Galleon about the, the like, black... Mage, black mage the the blood mage ceremony so it all comes together um so this is our next destination to go to lazaro's um but uh then we get like a foreboding thing because galleon's like they've been one step ahead of us this whole time they're probably gonna be there as well and it's like yeah Ooh. um but by the end of the scene cassandra frees galleon from his cuffs yes because she trusts him a sign of trust so they're already they're already flourishing in their relationship. Yeah. Um, then they, they head over to uh, Lazarus, which is on a cliff. It huh? is, and on the way there, they're like on a. I think they're on a horse because there were horses at the house. Yeah. Um, and we get a quick, like, brief thing about Galleon's worldview. He's kind of conservative. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't want mages to be separate from the chantry. I just want, I just want the mages to have equal power within the chantry. I just want respect. I just want <laughs> respect. And you know what? It, uh, so this takes place like... Way before. Yeah, this takes place in 22. So it's like 20 years before the whole Mage Rebellion uprising. So this probably back then, like, I feel like that would be liberal. Like, yeah. <laughs> for him to say, like, Mages should be equal, you know? It's basically, this is the most liberal, how how liberal you could be back in the day. In yeah, this is back when it's like mages deserve to be under the chantry thumb for they're dangerous, and to, for him to say that they should be equal in the chantry, that's probably like that's probably like, liberal enough for these people. It's like you Democrat socialist bastard, and they spit in his face. <laughs> um, this is like you know, no wonder Wynn has the same view because if the, this is probably when Wynn is also like, like young. A, no, not young. I mean, if she's if she's fifty. In origin, so she's probably like forty. So like she's like she's probably a liberal for her time too. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they go to Lazaro's. Wait a minute. I'm what? thinking of something. So if this takes place in Orlais, in the Grand Cathedral and all that, that means that Galleon and all these people they're probably from the White Spire. The same. They're probably from One. the same circle as Reese and all them. Oh. Right. Because it's the same like same town. I mean, it might be the same town. Well, yeah. Because there's only one circle. There's like one circle in the whole country for Eldon. Mm-hmm, so I yeah. think this is like the Orlais circle. So yeah, I think this is like a, I think this is probably the same circle just like back in the day. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they do reach um, <laughs> Lazaro's where the, the, uh, a thing that bothers me in a lot of media is done. <laughs> Um, yes. where people, they walk up towards this cliff. Well, like towards like this mountainside, I guess, or this cliff yeah. side and look up when they arrive at the base. Like they the- literally like three feet from the base of the mountain and then look up. And I was like, no one does that. <laughs> <laughs> no one does like, oh, well, looks, I guess it's a cliff. <laughs> As um, if you didn't see it from miles away. Exactly. Um, but they make they do make it to Lazarus. They climb up. Um, they and, do climb up, and they're in like this like dilapidated house um, where I guess Lazaro lives. And Lazaro is an elf <laughs> right. who looks very much like sloth from the Goonies. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, he's like this heavy set elf, which I, I don't think we've ever seen a heavy elf. We've never seen. This is the first. Well, then time. again, we've only ever seen two heavy people at all. Yeah, there's no one's no one's heavy in in Dragon Age besides the farmers who adopted Superman. Yeah, that's true. I guess it, it, <laughs> it, we're lucky. But this is the this is the pers- the first overweight person we've ever seen. Yeah, in if Dragon Age besides those two people. If you're overweight in Dragon Age, you're either poor ass farmers or a really really shifty man. <laughs> There's no good representation here. Well, I wouldn't necessarily. Technically, um, we've seen like big hulking people who I guess are probably have an overweight BMI, but they're all muscular. They're all very muscular. So I'm not going to count it doesn't that. Doesn't count. <laughs> um, I mean, like, is Bowden like muscular? Oh, okay. I, I'm not counting dwarves because all the dwarves are stout. They're stout, but like someone like Varric is like I would say muscular. Yeah, but the, I'm, I'm not going to count that as like overweight people okay. like the, the, this is the third one in, in all of the history of the game okay um, um, you know what you know and all you know who i count as overweight the um the diestetas the brood mothers i was literally just about to say <laughs> that <laughs> so okay so if you're overweight in the series you're either a farmer well you know what we don't know they could be lavish farmers they have enough money to bring in an alien baby <laughs> That's true. Or a disgusting monster of nature who deserves <laughs> to die. And remember, she, they are purposely overweight in that one because we've seen a brood mother who is skinny. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We did see um, the doce tetas, the, the mother. Dos, the and she, she has a very slim figure. And she has more tetas and she... Is is thinner than the Diestetas. Yeah, well, she has... They're more compressed. Yes, true. Um, But anyway, uh, so this man, as soon as we see him, he goes like, wah! And he, like, tackles Cassandra. Yeah, and he he has, like, a little knife. And tries to stab her with a knife. Yeah, he's like, ah, ah! And, like, he he looks like a little creature. He's like Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter. Oh, he's just like that. You know, I feel like... the. All the heavier people in the series really get a bad show. They really like do. They, they're all just like creepy creatures trying to kill you or uh, adoptive parents to aliens. I mean, like. So they're the best ones, but the, we have slim pickings. Yeah. Not good uh, representation. Not good representation at all. Um, but, you know, Lazarus, what is Lazarus? He, he relays some information here. He does. So he tries to kill Cassandra, and Cassandra like manages to overtake him and push him against the wall and put the knife to. His... No, no, she, she puts the knife to his ear. Yes, and and then she's like stabbing the knife down on his ear as she's uh, questioning him. It's very gruesome, actually. I was like, Jesus, Cassandra, you stop! Like, imagine she did that shit to Varric. She's <laughs> like, tell me where the champion is. Where's Talus? <laughs> Talus of all people is is what gets her to that point. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's like cutting down on his ear and it's like bleeding um and he reveals that uh frenic who which is so similar to fenris yeah and every time my i want to make f-e-r instead of f-r-e sound but uh frenic is going to attack the tenure gathering which is like a gathering that's about to happen in the grand cathedral yeah um and then he says someone high up is on the inside of the chantries um and then as there's, like, rumbling starting to happen, he says, you're too late. Mm-mm. And then uh, what ha- happened after this is a ogre 
Yes. Comes a dark out, spawn. A dark spawn comes out of the ground, <laughs> picks up Lazaro, and rips him in half. Yes. And this is where it reminds me of Carver. It does. Honestly. It does remind me of Carver. Because didn't Carver also get lifted up and like swung around by an ogre? Yes. Yes. And you know, I kind of felt bad. I'm like, Lazaro, my. my he might be a, a a piece of garbage human, but that's just a, a tough way to go. Well, he's not a human, but yeah. I mean, a tough way, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, an elf. But like, I just felt bad because he was just like panicking and he's like, oh no. Like, oh, yeah, it was really rough to watch. Like, Cassandra. I was like, God, Jesus. And then um, this ogre kind of just like throws Cassandra. Like they end up like being thrown out of this place. Yeah, they fall out of the house and the whole thing collapses. Yeah, and then they land in the quarry from Power Rangers. And then <laughs> at the bottom of the cliff, <laughs> at the bottom of the cliff, um, and there at the bottom of the cliff, um, we have an army yes. of ogre darkspawn and golems and golems. It's like a fucking army of shales. If, if like here, here, this is where like, I think this is the scene where it really clicked where I'm like, oh, we're in the dragon age world because everything was very, it looked like that's Dragon true. Age. the The ogres looked exactly like they do. Yeah, in Dragon Age, 2. like it looked and like the golems they... looked exactly like they do. Yeah, it was very, it was very accurate. Like when I saw the, the, I think it was the golems that got me. I was like, oh god, like that's the same exact model, just like spruced <laughs> up. Yeah, it was really accurate. Like I don't know why the golems are here because golems don't fight alongside Darkspawn. That's never been a thing. Yeah, they no. just kind of sit there in suspension. Yeah, until some motherfucker with the with the rod controls them after their their sleep so yeah of years that they're yeah, sentient so the whole time i was I, waiting. I can't look at columns without getting an existential crisis <laughs> i'm sorry i mean when i was watching the fight i was like who's controlling them like i thought like it was gonna be revealed like you're looking like for Frenic this shows up yeah with like a control rod and then just be like you're free <laughs> no yeah they just they're just kind of there they're yeah they're just kind of here for a bit, but uh, they look great. Yeah, they look fantastic. Um, and uh, this also kind of reminds me of if anyone's ever played Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, oh, Of yes. the like thousand heartless battle where right. you just press triangle and that's all you really have to do. Um, <laughs> and like because like Talia like charges in like she doesn't like they don't Cassandra. run away. Oh, Cassandra, not Talia, Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra rushes in and just starts fucking murdering these with ogres. Two, with a sword in each hand. Exactly. And then uh, Galleon finally uses like, his, frick, his magic, his hand oh, magic. Oh, yes. He, without a staff, just on his hands. Yeah. Um, which I think is a thing. Like, I'm pretty sure in Origins, if you unequip uh, a staff, you can have just your bare hands and still use oh. your spells. It just won't be as, as powerful. Yeah. Mm. But, uh... But yeah, so Cassandra eventually gets overtaken, like an ogre hits her, and she's like on the ground, she has a stab in her, and as the ogre's about to like kill her, Galleon shows up, like defends her, and then, um, so Lazaro had this like vial that was supposed to teleport you away, Yes, which they confiscated from him, that was like in the middle of the interrogation, and so they use that to get to, away. Like, Shatter it on the ground and then disappear. Yeah. So yeah, they're in the forest. They just escaped, and um, at this point, Cassandra's still injured, and they're just kind of like limping through with Galleon like propping her up. Yeah. Um. But then the Templars arrive with the Knight Commander here, and he's like, "Yes, ah," where he's just like, "You 
and Byron stole a Vexus. Yeah, this is where he, he like he calls them traitors and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they escape because Galleon like uses magic to spook the horses, and the horses like toss everyone off their horse. Yeah, um, and then and they, they jump off away. a cliff. No, don't they jump off a cliff? Well, they first they find the cliff because of course, yeah. No matter what locale you're in, if you're running away from someone, there's a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the classic. You run and then there's a cliff there, and then you turn around and they're like, "You're too late." Well, they wouldn't say that, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. But yes, they do jump off the cliff, and there's like a river at the bottom, so they're fine. Yeah, they're they're okay. Um, I do I do find it funny though. Uh, the night commander was like, "You'll never survive the jump." And then Cassandra goes, that's for the maker to decide. <laughs> and it just reminds me of those people who are like, I don't need a vaccine. God <laughs> like protecting God protects me. me. It's, like, I, it's like, I don't need it's the like, scientific That doesn't mean you can just thing. jump off a cliff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's fine. There's a river. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. And they survive, even though a fall from that height would have killed them, but totally fine. It's fine. They're like Duke Prosper. That's why Duke Prosper's still out there. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, they they get washed up from the river, and then they, I think they find like a cave to sleep in. They do. Um, but there is one more scene before the cave. We oh. get like a cut as they like recover from the river. This is the scene where we go back to the Grand Cathedral, and we see the Divine talking to one of the Grand Clerics. Mm-hmm. And here... <laughs> so there's nothing actually villainous in this scene. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, okay, but it it has like the it feels like something villainous is about to happen. Yeah, like as soon as so the divine is like looking out into the cathedral on a balcony, and then the grand cleric walks up from behind, and literally as soon as she does, we're like, oh, she's villainous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's about to push her off, isn't she? Like she looks like she's about to like the grand cleric's about to push. Uh, <laughs> The divine, which honestly, I would have just done then, then and there, and just be like, "Oh, oops." <laughs> no, Manny. Well, we are gonna find out that uh, this this person is is a bit suspicious uh, yeah. in her own right, but uh, th- she can't do that, and we'll learn why later. But um, so the divine is like, "Thank you so much for your selfless service as the right hand of the divine." Um, and uh, basically, she's like, oh, that everything is in place for the 10-year gathering. The ceremony is, uh, it's going to be safe in the Templars' hands for yes. their protection. Um, and at this point in the movie, doing I a ceremony do like... During... <laughs> what? <laughs> what I was saying? like, they're doing a ceremony during a pandemic. Oh, <laughs> during a pandemic? <laughs> during a pandemic, divine, come it's on. Like a... <laughs> Like any gathering, it's like during a pandemic. <laughs> Even if it's like not real, like a fantasy world. It's like it's during this fucking pandemic. Wear your masks. <laughs> um, but uh, so I do kind of like just in the whole structure of this narrative that they've set up pretty early on that there was someone on the inside. Yeah. Galleon suggests it, and then Lazaro later on confirms that there's someone on the inside, but not who. And so whenever you see. Like the Grand Cleric or the the Lord Seeker or the Knight Commander or or even like the First Enchanter. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like you assume that like one of these people are evil and yeah. you're trying to like figure out which one. Exactly. I, I do like that aspect. That was really nice. I, and um, it, it gives like a, a nice mystery like, oh, who could it be? I mean, right. I mean, 
really, if we really think about it, the the Lord Seeker, not the Lord Seeker, the 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 Knight Commander, when you see him, <laughs> he comes off as a douche, and so it's like, yeah. oh, you might be the bad guy in this. Yeah, the people that I were most that I was most certain of ended up being the ones. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Good on them for foreshadowing it and it's not just it doesn't just come out of nowhere when it yeah. happens at least. So, but yeah, so we get back, um they're in a cavern, Gal Gal Ga- Gallion, Gallion. They're yeah, Gallion they're like- and uh Cassandra. Um and yeah. he uses like a healing spell with a little leaf yeah, to 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 cure the boo boo on her leg, right? And he says it's gonna take like a day, which is not how it works in the video game. It's supposed to happen right away. Yeah, your so shitty healer. So he is a shit. He says, "Oh, my healing uh, is like my uh, attacking spells are not that great, but my healing magic is great." But really, it's not. It takes, <laughs> it takes at takes least too long. Takes too long. She has to what? Wait a couple of days for it to go back to normal. Not this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But this is the scene where we um, go, we get a little bit more explanation of uh, Cassandra's dream um, with the uh, the horse guy with the scythe. Right. She she opens up about the truth and, and not the truth as if it was some big lie, but the big lie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, no, big lie. the big lie. But... <laughs> um, so we're recording this like right after the uh the hearing that acquitted trump yeah so i just all like all last night i heard about the big lie the big lie <laughs> like ever since like january after the insurrection like cnn's been l- loves to use and now it's like used everywhere it's yeah like, the they call lie. it the big lie which is the the proper noun to refer to lying about the election results which is like you know what honestly side note not that great of a name anyway. It's like, it's just the big lie. That's the best you can do. Yeah, it's like the Great Depression. It's like... That even in itself is is not that like... But Manny, it has a ring to it. The big lie. The big lie. Oh, oh I remember the big lie. <laughs> that, 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 that's going to be the title of the chapter in the in the textbook that this is written in the future. <laughs> the big lie, the yeah. Big, no, this is volume two of 20... No, volume four of 2020. You, of the one year, <laughs> of the one year, there's one, there's multiple volumes for 2020, and <laughs> and uh, the big lies at the end. Right, that's like the that's like 2021. It's, uh, 2020 is like the 90s, where the 90s leaks into the to- 2000s. Into the 2000s, so it's like the early. We're in the early 2000s phase of of 2020. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's not a lie. Uh, Cassandra does open up though. Uh, turns out it was her brother. Yes. That uh, that was struck down by blood mages, um, decapitated by a scythe. And uh, it turns out there was like a group of blood mages and they were looking for the dragon hunting families from Navarra. And uh, that's when this all went down. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, they have a nice moment here and then they fall asleep each on opposite sides of the fire, literally with a flame between them. Yes. So, you know, the, the, the flames of love, of passion, are being stoked. <laughs> um, yes. Um, and, and then I, I think, truly don't know what happens in between this and the oh, next thing I wrote. So the, like, the next thing, I the only thing I remember that happens after this is that they're going to go to um, a secret passageway into the uh, Great Cathedral to meet up with the Lord Seeker. Okay. Well, 
So what I have here is that they they meet the night commander who's talking into the stone. Oh yes, they talk. To, he talks to the stone. That's where they find out that okay. So and they I don't go- know how they end up in the same place as him. I, I just think, know what happens. I think they're in like they, a cavern. I think they find them. I think he finds them. Okay, because they're like I guess I assume they're traveling back to Orlay. Actually. Or back to the, you know, Valreo. Yeah. Or is it... Oh, wait. No, no, no. Isn't there a scene with a Vexus and um, mage, blood mage guy and there's three that's after dragons? This. Oh, that's after, that's after the, this. Oh, that's that's why I'm saying before. I don't know what happens in between this and them seeing that command. I'm like, how do they end up here? But I guess they were just on their way back and then he catches them. Yeah. But they're in a cavern um, and they see the night commanders talking into a stone. And it's revealed that the stone that is used as a telephone... Was given to him. Yes. He's the one shrouded. Um, and so Cassandra holds a blade to his neck. She's like, what are you doing? It's like, what um, are you doing? What's wrong with you? And it's like, we're going to be in a new age. Yes, and exactly. It's a new age. It's a new um, age. And, and like he said, I think he said something bad about Byron too. I don't know. Well, I think she just said that like Byron's dead because of you. And then they fight. Yes. Um, and in the middle of fighting, Galeon like causes a cave-in by shooting magic up at the walls. Yeah, and then, like, she's angry. And and then, um, doesn't, like, I don't know, what what do they say? Something is said after the it caves in. Oh, so it caves in, and Cassandra, like, wants to follow him so she could kill the commander. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, no, I think he says that, uh, something is better than revenge. Yeah. Like, like our mission or like is justice getting revenge it was something like that um, um but the, the the cave the cave is in it is officially been caved in yeah and uh, there's nothing they can do about it so i think they take his horse and they continue to travel yeah. on horse at this point and then the scene after this is um is when we get ve- uh frenic and and avexus back yeah and then like she can control the dragons Yes, so we learned we learned back when we first met Galleon, actually that uh the the thing that they want Avexus for is that she can control like animals using her <laughs> magic, which is new. Interesting. <laughs> but the reason he wants to feed her dragon blood is so that he she can control dragons with her mind. Exact, and that'd be like basically weapons of mass destruction. Yes, this is like uh, this is definitely the most anime of the like d- as far as departures from the Dragon Age series go. This is probably the most where it's yeah. just like you get to feed this girl dragon blood and suddenly you can control dragons. <laughs> like holy shit, that seems like very powerful. Exactly. Yeah. All you have to do is find someone with this ability. But uh, so he feeds her the dragon blood and then we see her eyes glow and mm-hmm. then you see the dragons like like uh coming to attention yeah not uh, um so that's gonna be their grand plan yeah and then after this scene we cut back to cassandra and galleon coming back into the um grand cathedral through like a secret passageway yeah they find just like a bunker in the woods yeah and they're and like this will lead us to the high seekers office i'm like wow what what an interesting direct way to the high seekers office yeah i don't know if it's in the grand cathedral or if it's like a separate thing but it is kind of weird that there's just like a bunker in the woods that leads yeah. there like they didn't need a key like could if anyone knew about this could they just like 
go kill and kill him (laughs) i guess i don't know but like very unsafe i mean granted uh when they go into the room uh they had to knock down a freaking bookcase like (laughs) someone put the bookcase in front of the secret passageway it's not like the bookcase opens up as a door yeah there's a lot of secret passages hidden with bookcases but you don't normally have to topple over the bookcase (laughs) it it normally has a nice little hinge yeah and no they kick it down and then they, they see the lord seeker and they explain everything that goes on. It's like, this bastard is in He's on talking it. Talking into the stone. He's talking to the stone. Yeah, Here's the stone. The and they're like, I thought you were hunting me. And he's like, no, I thought you were captured. And then they, they tell the truth about the night commander. And this is where we thought that he was evil. Yeah. Because he takes the stone. They entrust him with it. And he's like, I will take this to the divine Right away, you stay here. And it's like, okay, he's, <laughs> he's definitely going to do something malicious. Like, I thought he was about to send the rest of the secrets. Like, Cassandra's here, and we must kill her. And like, yeah. I was waiting for that. But and then, she had this stone on her to commune with the blood mate. Like, it would have been so like, easy for him to turn but on But her. something does simil- uh, something similar does happen. So he goes out. But one second later, you hear, oh. And then, like, yes. backing up, you see him backed up with a freaking sword just gone, just straight yeah. through him. I and wonder if um, if it was the intent of the anime, of the movie, to make him seem evil and then have him be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm wondering. Because I feel like he was just so suspicious I mean, that maybe, maybe that was the point. I think that's just our trust issues, Brandon. I think we just don't have good trust issues. <laughs> Lord uh, Seekers are evil, Manny. We've seen it already. <laughs> we, we've seen this happen. The, it, like I've already, just like Cassandra with her, um, her thoughts on mages. I've seen what Lord Seekers can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yes, he he walks back into frame with a stab in him. Yeah, and it was it's the the Knight Commander, the guy we already knew was evil. And he's like, oh, here's your sword back, and then. <laughs> And then Manny goes, as soon as he throws the sword on the ground to Cassandra, Manny goes, no, don't touch it. The forensics. <laughs> the forensics, they'll find your DNA on it. They're going to say it's and then, you. And then Cassandra does indeed grab it and then like goes to like fight him with it. And then he goes like, oh, Templars, she killed the Seeker. Look at her. She murdered him. Like that, how I expected um, Sister Patrice to do with the, with the um, mother. Yeah. In. Well, well, well. Sister Patrice did do that with Seamus. Yeah, with Seamus. But Seamus was propped up on a bicycle kickstand. <laughs> like, look what she's done. Look at her. <laughs> no, I was expecting more like Sister Patrice stabbing the mother in like pure, just like straight up, and be like, <laughs> look what she did. Look at her, psychopath. <laughs> yeah, this is like a this is a Sister Patrice plot, but actually successful. Yes. <laughs> um so they get- like half the time when sister patrice plans something the grand cleric walks back down and she's like really you think you want me to believe that you want me to believe that that that's true you think i'm stupid <sighs> um but um they get captured and um put in jail um and after being put in jail the night commander goes to his little prayer confession box and he does he goes to the red demonic church chantry which is apparently it's a it's a style they don't just have in kirkwall they yeah. do in other places too yeah it's strange i was like oh i thought they were in kirkwall for a second i'm like oh i guess all of these look the same <laughs> they uh, all have the red candles on the fucking floor 
Um, but the night commander goes into his prayer confession box. That can't be safe, right? To have candles on the ground? Is it safe? I don't think it's safe. I feel like it would be... That'd be bad. I, I don't think know. that'd be like... Okay, first of all, candles on the ground... Any sort of little banner that's on the floor, on the on the wall that falls onto the ground, yeah. fire hazard. Also, then, it's just not good for lighting. Like, how is it go- going to light up a room? Exactly. Also, the wax. I have to clean that <laughs> off the ground. It's not being. It's not falling into like a like a holder. It's is that, just yeah, kind of like the straight up candle on ground. Well, unless there's a holder in the ground, but still, no, there's not. It is. Straight up, it's concrete. just literally the wax. It's, it's, like the it's, raw it's wax. literally stone, and it's like who's like that? a wick, and it's just sitting there. So, like that's why they have people in the that that come with like a little scraper, like put another uh. candle in, and th- and then they use that. They melt that wax and make that into another candle. So it's recycling. It's recycling. Um, but yeah, so they're in here. He goes into a confession booth, which apparently they have in the chantry, yeah. just like in the Christianity. Yeah, and then uh, the lady, the the right hand of the divine, is the one that's in the box with him. He's like, "Tell me your yes. sins." And, and he then- goes like, "I killed the the Lord Seeker, and I framed Cassandra Pentagast. They're in prison now, waiting execution." And then she opens up the confessional thing to see him. And then and she, she like strokes his face and strokes his face, and then he kisses her hand and be like, "Perfect." And then uh, like uh, our plan is going just as like just swimmingly, and it's like, and this is, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of confirmation what? that it's like, oh, we have two villains. Yeah, I liked this. Yeah, like these were the two people who I was most certain were evil, but honestly, I also thought the Lord Seeker was going to be evil too. Yeah, but the, but it, uh, it would have been funny if all three were evil, but. It's just literally everyone's evil. Yeah. But um yeah, she's evil. Well, I mean it could be like a it could have been like a Kirkwall situation where it's like this Lord Seeker isn't evil per se. He just doesn't believe Cassandra yeah. and is willing to do anything to like get rid of the mages. Yeah. Because he could have taken the stone and be like, Cassandra's in league with them. She had the stone and is trying to pin it, you know. Yeah, and try to try and pin it on you her. You didn't have to believe her. But uh, anyway, um Ooh. but yeah, so this is our confirmation that she is also evil. I do like the just like the narrative structure of this whole mystery and yeah. i like how it's revealed because he like tells it all to her and then she reveals it in the conversation i'm just i'm just imagining someone like outside the pair box like what <laughs> <laughs> just some random person praying it's like excuse me <laughs> what did you just say kill her murder her she touched me um and we learn here that the grand cleric uh wants to be the divine herself yes and she wants Uh, so they're gonna like right so the plan is for the the dragons that are being controlled by a vexus to to attack the tenure gathering uh that the templars are in charge of guarding Mm -hmm. and um it'll kill all the other people except for her so she is the last one standing to be the divine Mm. And then, um, we, I think, do we cut to like the them in in jail? Uh, y- no, we we cut to um the divine, and the divine is talking to the grand cleric in the grand cathedral, and she's like, "Why would Cassandra do, do this? this?" And the grand cleric's like, "I don't know, but we must proceed with the party. We don't we need to do the party. It's a pandemic, but we have to have fun." <laughs> <laughs> I want to have fun. I want to have fun. I want to put on my purple dress and, and, and party. Oh, th- once we get to it, they're going to have color-coded <laughs> outfits, and it's going to be amazing. 
Uh, but I think after that, then we do go into the the dungeon, and then um, the knight commander um, comes visit them, and like he's kind of toying with Cassandra. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know why. Because like, like, he has no reason to visit them. Like he just wants to be evil, Brandon. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah, and he literally tells them the entire plan. He's like. Vex is going to control the the dragons and they're going to attack the Chantry and they should be en route at any moment. But he, but he doesn't say, like, they're basically like, well, if you're going to kill everyone, there must be a grand cleric that's part of this plot if you want to do that. Yeah. And and he doesn't say which one as if it fucking matters to the audience. But yeah. Sandra's just like, which one? It's like, who's, which who's one? behind it? Who's that behind it? Which is so away. weird to me. Because like, it's not like to the audience, like we already know. Yeah. And we don't even know her name. It's just like the Grand Cleric. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird that they really like focused on this like part. Honestly, how they should have done it is the scene with the Grand Cleric in the prayer booth should have been after this. Yeah, it's revealed to the audience who it is. Right, exactly. And it's like maybe we had the the, the uh, a few of the other multicolored Grand Clerics. Yeah. Have them have like a few like just establishing lines so that there's some reason to differentiate them. Yeah. And then, like you said, have the confessional where we see it's her. Yeah. Um, and then I think after this it cuts. Oh, you know oh, what? Yeah. What if? <laughs> I'm just what thinking. If? Go ahead. When the Grand Cleric like visits the Divine, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, Thank you for all your service. If it was her and maybe like two others. Ooh. And then it's like, okay, one of these bitches are evil, but we don't know which. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we find out it's, that it's this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not bad. That would have yeah. been interesting. That, that, that way at least way. we have some reason to be like, oh, which one is like a which one? Is, yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so so he, the commander leaves. He's like, you're going to be executed tomorrow, which is also kind of weird. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, why are you executing them, like, at the party? Like, it's, it's like the 10-year gathering, and it's uh, we're also going to execute Cassandra and Galleon. It's like, okay, that's a weird... Well, I think that that's being done in a different place, I think. I mean, isn't the party the whole thing? I don't know. Because no, they're I, outside. They're, no, like, no, out no. the pillars. No, but I think the execution wasn't supposed to be a public ex- execution. I think, like, the party... It just happened to be simultaneous. I think it just happens to be simultaneous. Like, they want it done, so, like, there's no... No one could possibly stop them. Right. Yeah. This isn't um, like death row where you sit there for years. Yeah. This so, is like where we want to execute you now. Yeah. <laughs> so like they're going to execute them. I think they're in a different location. Well, they're probably in the, the, the Grand Cathedral, but just in a place where like the public doesn't like, see. Like isolated from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're about to, to, you know, kill them. They're outside. Well, they're, well first, Manny, this yes. is where the tenure gathering starts before we see them. About to be yes, executed. where we have our color coded costumes. We, we have do, the pink get, one. There's like ten different ones. There, there's yeah. some, but it's like pink, blue, green, yellow, red, orange. I think there's black, white. Like it's, yeah. it's literally like a Power Rangers, yeah. but and more the, of them. And there's one part. They're in one part of the Grand Cathedral like area, and then there's the, yeah. the 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 lone pillar in the middle, and that's where the divine is is stationed. Yes, and with she, her hat. With her hat. So we've never seen this hat in Dragon Age Two or Dragon Age no. Origins, um, but it is something that we do see in Dragon <laughs> Age Inquisition, um, yes. and and. We do call it um, the Unraveled hat. Because if anyone's <laughs> played Unraveled, that's the first thing that came to mind when I saw it. It's like this giant like habit that goes up. 
<laughs> it goes up and has like it goes up and out. Yes, <laughs> and it's it's amazing. It's am- I love it. I love it. Like like it's, it's not. No one's just like Captain Marvel. Like in Kirkwall, this is like straight no. up. Well, this is saved for the divine. This is like only the most holy gets to be an unraveled. Exactly. <laughs> um and uh yeah the the stuff that it starts to be uh to begin. Um, and then the, the attack doesn't happen yet with the dragons, right? No, this is where, um, Cassandra's about to be executed. Yeah. But then as they're about to be executed, um, there's like a bright light as soon as they're about to swing the sword down at Cassandra. And it's a bunch of mages from the circle who come to free them because they're, they're here, I guess. No, oh no, they were here because, um, Galleon sent out, we didn't ever mention this, but Galleon sent out a bird. In yes. the middle of their of their journey, and he's like, "The bird that I sent out is called all my friends." Yeah, this is something I forgot to mention because I don't even like I didn't even write it down when it happened. But he sent out a bird to something. Yeah, and it turns out it was to the Circle of Magi. Yeah, um, and I guess they broke out. Like I don't know. Like, are they allowed to leave for this? They probably just be like, "Well, we have to go somewhere. We have to go to the ten year anniversary, whatever the fuck it's called." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they um they they free to uh I keep saying Dolly Cassandra, and yeah. um a fight ensues between the Templars and uh the Knight Commander and uh, Cassandra. She and cuts mages, off his yeah. uh she cuts off his arm. And <laughs> she does. It's really brutal. And then like he's like laying on the ground and she looks like she's about to do the killing blow, but then she like she swings her sword, but like it it, it it's, it's like right above him. It's like hate breeds more hate. Yes. And at, literally as she was about to kill him, I, I I was just waiting for her to not do it and be like, I can't. It would I make can't. me like you. It was, like I waited it's for like, that type of scene. Yeah, it's like I don't want to be like you. I'm better than you. Right. Which is basically what it was. It was like hate breeds more hate. And, then, and it's it's just funny because when I thought of that, like I had no reason to believe she wasn't gonna kill him. Yes. But she does. Um and then she's like, tie him up instead. But then the night commander gets up with one arm and, and ch- goes to attack her. And then she cuts his head off. Yeah, she like she has her head t- she has herself turned away and he's going to attack her, and in a split second she turns around to cavitates him, and it's like, oh well. Well that's self defense. Yeah, that, so it doesn't count. Exactly. She didn't do it out of hate. She did it out of... But do you have to defend yourself by decapitating? Yes. Well, then again... He was about Dragon to decapitate. He was about to In ta- Dragon Age, every time someone attacks us, we have to kill them. Like, exactly. Even if we want to like subdue them and talk about it. It's self-defense. So it actually tracks with the video games. Yeah. Um, so Night Commander's dead. He is. He's done. Um, the Templars so, are, uh, they're free. It's like Meredith. It's like the Templars are free to make their own decisions, I guess. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for them to go to the party and yes. save the Divine. And in between. Yeah, the, because. Yep. Oh, sorry. I was going to say now is when we get like the Divine on the pillar. Mm-hmm. And she's just like saying a bunch of shit. And then we get dragons. Not, not one. Not two. Not three. <laughs> but four dragons, I believe. Yeah, we got four dragons. And I was like, wow, this is overkill. Uh, but um, <laughs> And then we get Frenic, the blood mage, appears. And he's here. And he's just like on a, like some like off in yeah, the cathedral somewhere. He's, and he's, he's just like, aha! He's like, kill him, kill him, kill him. He's just like cheering with his fists raised in the air. Yeah. And you have a Vexus on the ground kind of like doing yeah. a thing. And then like we have like the color-coded nuns running around like, oh, no! 
and then like the pink <laughs> one gets killed and i think the the other the, another one gets killed yeah the then, pink one gets like landed on and then the red one gets like stomped on it's yeah. really brutal yeah like, and they didn't do anything and then the purple one who's the evil one she's like oh no it's the maker he's he's <laughs> he, he's his judgment upon us and yeah. it, it reminded me of something from my life um, oh yes i went to church once and the priest was choking on uh the <gasps> body and blood of christ oh no <laughs> and, and like he was coughing he's like <coughs> and then like the lady's like no like she like no one's like people were trying to go <laughs> to help him and she's standing in the middle of the aisle like no god's judgment <laughs> He, he was fine it was like it went down the wrong pipe yeah uh, so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's what it reminded me of <laughs> it's like it's the makers judgment on us <laughs> we've done god. so much sin and then she like hides behind a pillar and she's like oh i mean yeah evil. and then she smiles and watches um oh, and then boy. and then here is where um Cassandra comes in along with the mages and Callion. Uh, Gallion. Yeah. And she like, uh, <laughs> so Gallion goes to get Fren- Frenic and uh, Avexius or mm-hmm. Avexis. Um, and Cassandra, like a dragon kind of swoops down and then she runs off the balcony they're on and jumps onto the dragon and stabs it with a sword. Yes. And then um, is like kind of riding it. Yeah. And then comes well, off. This did happen in Origins. This did. And then um, someone with, died. Uh, what's his name? With, um. It was something t- with an R. Great. Uh, Ray. No, no. Uh, it is someone. It wasn't with- Roderick. Riordan. Riordan. Yes, Riordan. It did yeah, happen with he, Riordan. he fucking died this way. But yeah. Cassandra, on the other hand. She's tough. She's a professional. She should be a Grey Warden. She would have no, took. She would have took down the dark. Being a great warden. I know, but like she would have taken down the dark, the the archdemon pretty quickly. That's true. She she knows how to kill dragons. Yes, the only thing she is that's that she, her specialty. She cannot have sex with Morgan to conceive a baby. No, but if you're a female in the game, they just ask Alistair instead. I'm pretty sure. Ah, like I'm pretty sure she like she still talks to you about it, but she's like. I want to have sex with Alistair. <laughs> because he's cute and I want a demon baby. And then I think you have to be the one to go talk to Alistair about it. Yeah, okay. But anyway, um, so she jumps onto a dragon. She has a, she stabs it and then she takes like the dagger and she kills it the same way she killed the one previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she jumps onto the next one. And we cut to Frenic, the, the dark... I keep saying like dark mage. The uh, the blood mage, he's like, oh. he's like he's scowling. Oh, my my plan is being ruined, and then like um, uh, Galleon comes and like just picks up Avexis. Uh, uh, yes, and and he's kind of like trying to stop her from doing her thing. Yeah. Um. But uh, then we cut back to Cassandra, and she's on one of the dragons, and another dragon is about to attack the divine. It's the high <laughs> dragon. Yeah. Oh, yes. This was because uh, he did say, like, get the high dragon. And then, yeah, it's about to detect the divine. Divine just opens up her arms, accepting death. Yeah, and, she literally just, like, and, has her arms open to it, like, I, this is my time. This is the maker's judgment. And, like, and, like either she's opening up her arms for to accept death or she's about to hug that fucking dragon. 
This uh, is like um the dragon Andraste cult. Yes. Where it's just like the dragon Andraste is going to rise to her full power and kill us all for our judgment and only we will be left. Like it's like everyone was like they were right. <laughs> Maybe this is why they believe that. Maybe. Maybe this is like it's Maybe happened it's, before. It's, it's, it's happened before. We've had the dragons attack. Um, <laughs> but then, um, so uh, as I also suspected, I knew at, that like I I had a feeling that Cassandra was going to use the dragon to crash into the other dragons. <laughs> um, and that's what happened. And so the Grand Cleric, uh, not Grand Cleric, the, the Divine was saved by yes. Cassandra. And then... Um, I think the dragons hit the same area that purple evil grand cleric lady was in. And um, she gets oh, injured yeah. there. Cause that's oh, why yeah. she's like, she's like, that. yeah, she got like, I thought they were about to crush her, but like it just hits yeah. like, the, the road. And I guess she gets hit by debris. I mean, they crushed the other non evil ones who were minding their business. Yes. But she so deserved to be crushed. She deserved to be crushed. Um, but then they kind of corner uh, Fen. I want to say Fenris. Yeah, Frenic. Frenic. And then it's like, it's over, Frenic. And it's like, and then he's like, I want you, like, I want you to be free, like the other mages. Isn't that, that what you want? And, and, <laughs> yeah. And then blah, 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 blah. And then you have um, the right hand of the divine purple lady coming in. It's like, Frenic. And she's like, <laughs> Yeah, she's like injured, like hobbling like, over. Hobbling like, over. And then, we lost. And it's like, we lost. And then uh, he stabs her. With his um, with his uh, staff, and then yeah, he actually has a staff. He doesn't have a scythe. Yeah, which is important to note. <laughs> and also, the circle mages have regular staffs too. Yeah, and um, but he stabs her with it, and then he becomes an abomination. Yes, a demon. Yes, he uses the the like the blood of it to turn himself into a pride demon. Yeah, um, which are the big and it looks exactly like the pride demon. Exactly, too. exactly the same. And which so, is very nice. Uh, they try to fight. The, the giant pride demon. Um, uh-huh. And then, you know, even Cassandra's having a tough time trying to fight the pride demon. But then, Avexis. She, like, wakes up. And I think, wasn't a Galleon during all this trying to be like, wake up, Avexis. Wake up, Avexis. And wake up, Avexis. And then, as you know, all hope seems lost. The high dragon comes in and bites the shit out of the pride demon, and they're fighting each other. She's now controlling the dragons for good. Yes, and then um, something uh, wasn't there like a spell that caught the pride demon on fire? Oh, or was it the dragon that caught it on fire? Uh, I think the the dragon shot fire at it. Yeah, yeah, and then like it's like literally flaming on fire, and then it falls off like the cliff, and then the balcony, it's like hanging on, like literally, like in uh, Notre Dame. And yes, <laughs> and then um, Cassandra lifts up her sword and just drops. She just, says some chantry thing. Yeah, she's she's like magic and the burden of all, like something like that. And then she jumps down like Sephiroth with her sword facing down <laughs> and like stab st- the pride demon in the head. Yeah, and are then, you familiar with that Sephiroth scene, Manny? Yeah, with the scene where he kills Aerith. Yeah, that's like his like. Yes. That's like his, that's like the Sephiroth thing. He yeah, where he goes down like with the sword <sighs> facing down. Yeah, exactly. She literally does that. And then we're going to have the pride demon falling down. And then you're going to hear it. Doon, doon, doon. Doon, doon, doon. And it's going to be like oh, all her sad. song. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yes, uh, they fall down. And um, of course, Cassandra survives because mm-hmm. we know she's alive after this. Uh, and she, she just like gets up 
and pulls her sword out of the demon and is like, we for the Chantry! For the Chantry! And everyone's like, yes! For the Chantry! For the Chantry religion! And it's like mages and Templars and Seekers and everyone is cheering. Everyone, this is the happiest like, and most united everyone's been. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same word. This is the most united that we've ever seen, like all these different components of the Chantry. <laughs> Um, and then um, we have um, Cassandra and um, Galleon. It looks like they're waiting to get, you know, honored. Yes, they're they're behind like closed doors, and yeah. Um, he tells her, "You're the bravest person I've ever met, and the most beautiful." beautiful. And then she's like, "Ugh!" But then she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yes, not a not a full on the lips. Just yeah, just a nice cheek. It's yeah. not like they're in love now, but they clearly have something. Yeah, which and is a lot more restraint than yeah. uh, Dragon Age Redemption had. Yeah, and like also like she also goes like, uh, "I see the world differently now. Thank you so much. You yeah, changed I mean, my before, world." Before she was like, "All mages are the same, yeah. dirty," and, and now she's like fighting alongside the Circle yeah. Mages and all that. And I'm like, "This is weird because this was like what two days, and like my my life has changed." <laughs> yeah, this was very quick. This is very yeah, sudden. Your life can change in two days, Manny. That's yeah, true. No, my life dramatic. can change. In, it's true. She lost like every father figure in the book. <laughs> this whole game. <laughs> her, in this whole game. In this her, whole thing. her father. Her brother. Her. Her. It's like Luigi. He's my mother. My brother. My mother. He's my mother. My brother. My <laughs> Um, but yes, then. and um, uh, this also reminds me a lot of Evangeline's whole development in Asunder. Yes, like it's very similar. It's like the Templar who's just so for the Templar cause, but then someone ends up fucking that up and being evil, and then now she's on the side of the mages. Mm-hmm. So Although like, Cassandra's not on the side of the mages by the end of this, she just saved the Chantry. Yeah. Um. So then she's they're going to like this like award ceremony or like you know this thing in honor of them and then we see i think this is we see avexis the first time we even okay hear. this is weird yeah yeah this is the first time first like the confirmation that avexis is like a child <laughs> and, <laughs> she's and, just like, like tiny she's like tiny she grabs both their hands like as, as if they were like a happy family and like she's yeah. giggling, like, <laughs> and it's like what the fuck like i'm like what and she's like giggling she's like ah like who allowed you here like shouldn't you be like taken to the circle or something why are exactly. you just able to freely like this is a girl that could control dragons like, why is she allowed to just waltz on up into the she ceremony peed the dragon blood out brandon it's done like i know it's i know it's uh it's assumed that frenic was controlling her but they never really explained that like for all yeah. we know she was doing that out of her like will like i don't know yeah I, it just feels weird that they're just. She's just I mean, she was able up, to like laughing. She was able to control the dragons in the on the good side. So yeah, I mean, she still has the power, but they never really showed him like controlling her. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But so anyway, what ends up happening here is um, they kind of you know be like, this is Cassandra. She's amazing, and Galleon there, he did great too. Yeah, they Cassandra Pentecost, the hero of Orlay, just like Stevan is the hero of Ferelden. So Cassandra's the hero of Orlay, which I never knew she had that title. Neither did I. That's a cool little thing, and then and then she, this is where she's named the right hand of the divine. Yes, and she's like, <gasps> and then she puts she gets like a little golden crown onto of yeah. flowers on top of her head. And this is interesting to me also because so she's declared the right hand of the divine in place of the evil lady who was stabbed. Um, but she's also the right hand of the divine with the new divine with Dorothea. Yes. And so does is that not something that's picked like 
What do you did, think? It's like a cabinet. Say, like, you think it's just like, roll it over? You think it's like a cabinet position? Like yeah, with each like new... I feel like it, with a new divine, you get to choose a new right hand and left hand. But I, I guess, guess she just kind of like she just took the old one. I guess she just took the old. I was like, oh, Cassandra's great anyway. She's the hero. Or yeah, like she she does a good job. Yeah, like I I assumed that she had more like because Leliana's the left hand. And she is like an important person in Dorothea's past. Yeah. So I would have assumed that Cassandra was like handpicked. Yeah. But maybe that's why Liliana's the favorite. Because <laughs> like in Asunder, it's always like, oh, Liliana's there next to the Divine. They yeah. never talk about Cassandra being there. Yeah, she's just because she's just the right hand. Yeah. So maybe that's why Liliana's the favorite. Cassandra's just kind of like, you did a good job last time, so you get to stay. Here you go. <laughs> she's also uh, young. Like we established, she's only eighteen. Yeah, she's only eighteen, and she's already gotten to this point. I mean, and she's granted, like right under the divine. Granted, like in this universe, fifty means you're freaking decrepit, and <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Although I don't know, if fifty means you're decrepit, but when you're sixty, you're drinking dwarven ale and cracking jokes at the bar. So <laughs> time isn't linear. <laughs> Aging is not linear. It's just your fifties are so. It's like you got ten years of just utter pain, and then your sixties like, oh, I'm good. I went through well, all then the- again, every time Cole described her, he was like the old woman basically falling apart in front of me. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, and then there's like a sequel hook at the end. Yeah. Because after like- the ceremony, <laughs> she like hands Cassandra the book of like seekerness. Yes. And she's like, there's a storm coming, child. We must be prepared. And he's like, okay. And she goes, how may I serve? And then, and that's it, the last line. And then, like the end credits come in, and it's like hard rock music. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> um, but that's it. And you know what? I enjoyed all of this. All. I enjoyed it a lot. The I, I feel like it felt like Dragon Age. I felt like I understood things about Cassandra's past better. All in all, I feel like I walked out of it with something. Same. I walked yeah. out with some some nice knowledge. And uh, also just enjoyment, just entertainment. Yes, I had a fun time. It felt like Dragon Age. Um, Cassandra, even though different voice actress, still felt yeah. like the same character. Um, it, that's true. It did yeah. feel like the same person, just yeah. younger. Because she was just as intense and yeah. all that. And I like the the plot. I I think the villain plot was well thought out. Yeah, and the I villains think that it all came together in the end with like how these various factions of people, like why they would be working together, and how yeah. they were like planning on turning on each other. Yeah, I mean the villains felt very generic in a way, but they were interesting. I liked what they were doing. Yeah, I didn't necessarily like like I don't know any of their names except Frenic. Yeah, but <laughs> but I liked kind of the plot. Yeah, the plot was good. Um, but yes, I would I would recommend. I would too. And I thank you all for letting us know about this existence of this yeah, anime. Yeah, because we wouldn't have known about it. We watched it on Amazon like video. You can rent it out. Yes, the same place where um, we saw it. Didn't we see... Um, so you know what? You could also say that, uh, that Patreon made this possible. Yes. I mean, it makes everything possible. Because <laughs> everything podcast related views are Patreon funds, but this, uh, I guess, specific shout specific, out. Yes. Thank you, patrons. Yes. Um, all right. Brandy, you want to do your spiel or you have more words to say? Um, no, I'm pretty satisfied. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Let's let's chat. So okay. you can uh, find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us um, on Apple Podcasts. 
Oh, and speaking of our email, yes. this is probably a good time to say this. Yes. Um, we only have, besides this episode, we only have two more episodes of this hiatus before we take an actual hiatus to prepare for Inquisition. Mm-hmm. And at the end of um, this string of episodes, we're going to be having a listener questions episode. So uh, that's going to be two episodes from now. But if you're interested in submitting a listener question for that episode, you can do so by emailing us at enchantmentpodcast at gmail.com or going to our Discord, enchantmentcast.com slash Discord, where you can leave a question in the listener questions channel. Yes. Um, and that's where we can uh, uh, solicit questions to talk about on yes. that episode. That's going to be the last episode yeah. before Dragon Age Inquisition. You could ask anything. You could ask me what my, my blood type is. You can ask um, <laughs> what, what do I like to eat. Yeah, uh, you can ask us about about like our experience with dragon age you can ask us about making the podcast you can ask us about our own life like just whatever as yeah. long as it's not like inappropriate <laughs> like it's like what what you um, like to do at night alone i like to read <laughs> um but yeah again you could do that by emailing us or by uh going to enchantmentcast.com slash discord um but in addition to that like we said we used our patreon funds to pay for our ability to watch this so you can go to enchantmentcast.com slash patreon uh, to join that, where for $1 a month, you can find found footage of us playing the Dragon Age games. And for $5 a month, you can get bonus episodes, the latest of which is out. And it's Death Stranding. Yes. And the newest of which will probably be out soon. Yes. Um, But yeah, you can do all those things. I don't really have... Oh, Audible and Chomacast.com slash Audible. Which we Our are... next episode is going to be... Uh, I almost said Mark of the Assassin. Uh, the it's going to be the Masked Empire. Empire. Yes. Yes. So if you'd like to read that before we talk about it, you can do so using your free trial of Audible where you get free books and uh, uh, 30 days of it. So, yeah, um, that's about that. Okay. So um, you're Brandon. And you're Manny. And this, us, our enchantment. And we only have two more episodes of Enchantment. Here we go again. Yes. So So enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Epcot. And and then we'll be moving on to Hollywood Studios. (laughs)